the science of scared. Why feeling scared shouldn't leave us feeling scarred, but instead, like we've just scored. Because fear is a gift. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow knows. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... It was a dark and stormy night. I remember being taught to never begin anything with that line. I was taught by a teacher, an English teacher, that it was a tired old cliche that lacked imagination. But isn't that what being scared is about? Hmm? Our imagination? I mean, whether it's what we might call real fear, you know, from something happening, from someone pointing a gun at us, demanding money. We imagine what might happen if they pulled the trigger, and we don't even know if it's even loaded. So, that's scary, I'd imagine. Or walking down a dark alley, hearing a noise that startles you, turning to see a growing and apparently approaching shadow. So, yeah, we imagine what it could be and what might happen next. So, fear factor stuff, I'd imagine. From reality that we recognize to fantasy that we fret over, fear is physiologically real. It's biologically impacting, even sometimes psychologically scarring. When we're scared, but it is all in our imagination because we are fearfully imagining what could happen, but has not happened yet. So, scared lately? Frequently frightened? Got fear? Instead of, you know, got milk, got fear. Which, honestly, if you've got a fear of milk, it's called galophobia. Actually, I thought it would be lactophobia, but uh, originally it was called galophobia. Nope, it's not a fear of big gala parties or formal balls, or I guess informal balls, but hell, I'm afraid of those. Oh dear, I fear I've wandered off the productive path and become preoccupied with a weird fear. Yeah, hey listen, I'm sorry to offend, but I'll bet even those who are afraid of milk find that fear utterly unreasonable. Utterly. Get it? Moo! 
moving on. So, God fear, don't let it haunt you so much. Don't let it hide in the dark corners of your mind sneaking up on you when you feel it's the scariest time to. Be brave, they say. Don't let fear be so frightening. Or maybe, should you? I mean, fear, being frightened and scared, actually is an inborn instinctive experience for us. More some for others and less so for others, of course. There's even genes that show a tendency towards this. But just ask any baby who's recently been squeezed out of their warm, wet, happy place, squeezed and shot out into the cold, dry, bright reality of the big, bad, real world, kind of a welcome-to-the-party-pal kind of moment. Well, ask that baby if they're scared, and you'll hear the answer. Real, raw fear. Now, bravery, courage, well, that's acquired. No evidence that anyone is born brave. But formed to feel fear? Yep, there's a hard wiring in our mainframes for that. There's a science to being scared. But just because we're supposed to be able to feel fear, to sense being scared, doesn't mean that we should avoid it, that we should fear it. Doesn't mean that we should let getting scared leave us scarred. Actually, scared, fear, is a win-win for us. God, how I hate that term. It is like as 80s as the playlist on my iPod. But it fits here. Feeling fear and frightened and scared is a wonderful win. And when we do, if we learn to embrace and appreciate it, we're not going to feel scarred by the experience or embarrassed or ashamed. But instead, we should feel like we've scored, like it's a victory. It's a win for us. Hang in there, baby, and I'll tell you why. But first, let's be sure that we're all looking at fear through the same rear window, seeing it similarly for what it is and for what it ain't. There's being scared of what feels potentially, possibly impending, which we're going to refer to as fear. Now, it's still only possible, so there's still imaginary imagination that's necessary here, okay? We still need to have things going on in our imagination because it hasn't happened yet. Then there's the almost chronic, gripping, wondering of what if that's brought on in anxiety. What if this happens, even when that moment is not currently in our face? What if this doesn't happen? What if whatever leaves us anxious with similar pulse-pounding, perspiration-producing, palpitating panic like fear. But anxiety is not necessarily the same life-saving friend that fear can be. And then there's preoccupation about the potentials that we willingly wade into and we wallow in, we willingly stay there. My friend, that is worry. And worry is about the most unfaith-filled fear that we face because it's more like a pastime preoccupation that we participate in than an anxiousness that grips us and grabs us, or the fight or flight fear that can save our lives sometimes. So, now that we understand, do not worry about whether we're all on the same scary page about being scared. See what I did there? Do not worry. Scared, fear, is frightened of what we imagine may happen in our current reality. Anxious, is experiencing unease or nervousness, typically about a potentially imminent event with an uncertain outcome. And worry may be scary, but it's different. It's to give way to the anxiety or that unease and to allow our minds, to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulties and troubles. Worry does not overtake us 
like fear or anxiety. We are worry's willing participants. So, let's focus on fear, something everybody has had at one time or another, and learn and latch onto the facts and foundation, the reliable friendship that we should allow ourselves to have with fear. Being scared, not getting scarred. And in so doing, that's when we've scored, when we win. Fear has been used as an acronym on the old interweb for generally two things. First one is everything and run. And I think you know what I mean by okay? Or face everything and rise. But other than rise, I prefer respond because sometimes it's a genuinely potential problem in a fearful circumstance that if you rise, you may get your full head blown clean off. And the best way to respond is to get your full self the hell belly flat down on the floor. Scared, frightened, fear refers to that feeling brought on by really perceived danger or the threat of existing danger. And this yields the physiological change, the one that it then pushes buttons for our behavioral response like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Yes, dear, I said fawn. Now, if you're not familiar with that one, we'll revisit that one later, Bambi, my dear. So fear, it's nothing to be afraid of, even though we have been told that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Remember who famously said that? Hang on, we'll get there, don't worry. See what I did there again? When we have the daylights frightened out of us, our heart beats a little faster. We breathe a bit more intensely. We sweat more. We feel butterflies in the pit of our stomachs. And with our pounding heartbeats, heavy breathing, a cold sweat, and monarchs or moths all a twitter in our intestines, while, well, these don't sound like particularly nice experiences, we do feel them when we fear, and we experience them when we willfully endure being around scary stuff. Scary stuff like movies, monster stories, or even certain video games. This time of year could be haunted houses and even the most frightening of all things, the man-made modern romance. Oh yeah, that'll scare the pants off of you before you even get the chance. You know, the chance to get the pants off of either of you. <laughs> but that's really more either anxiety and worry and less fear. Unless you're in love with Elvira. Look her up, youngins. I'm just trying to help us get into the spirit of what's currently Halloween. See what I did there? Don't worry, I'm back. None of that's a bad thing. Halloween, it's one of those tools that we use to cope with fear and what scares us. Not the real things that we should be scared of, like not doing what's right. Wrong actions by us or towards us can be scary. Or hell, even just being scared of being naked. Yeah, I said it. Naked. You know, the first mention of fear in the Bible is just after Adam and Eve sinned. When God came looking for them in the garden, they hid themselves because they were afraid and naked. Okay, it didn't say it that way. See, being where we're not supposed to and doing things that we're not supposed to results in guilt. And guilt causes fear. Fear towards authorities and fear towards the ones that we've wronged. Fear is a good thing. It's the things that we may have done or not done that leave us scared of the consequences. Those are what we should worry about. See what I did again there? But see what they did, the whole Adam and Eve thing? Playing with the dark side. That's what left them afraid. I wonder why.
Why do we do that? Why do we willingly put ourselves through fear and suspense, as well as why do we sometimes take such sick pleasure from it? You know people who, they're, I mean, they're just people, man, this is their home run hit. Well, there's a few real reasons that include it being a safe release for them. It's literally called a safe release for them. Many of us are actually seeking controlled fear and suspense through creepy stories and movies and haunted hayrides because we know we're safe. Well, for some, it's what's called the flush and the flood. And when we get scared, we experience a rush of adrenaline and a release of endorphins and dopamine, and that biochemical rush can result in an overwhelming, pleasure-filled, almost opioid-like sense of euphoria. For some, it's ego-based, like their self-satisfaction. They enjoy pushing the envelope. They seek thrills, and they want to see how much fear can be tolerated. And for those who are not reincarnated as black cats, there is just curiosity. Some are just more curious about the dark side. The fear of the unknown is one of the most natural and instinctive fears that we have, and it's also one of the oldest curiosities. Our world is easier to engage with when we think things make sense to us. So, we explore what scares us. At least some folks do. But remember that fear relates to a known or understood threat, whereas anxiety follows more from an unknown, expected, or poorly defined fuzzy kind of threat. Fear is more of an emotional response to a known and definite threat. You're walking down a dark street. For example, someone points a gun at you and says, this is a robbery. Well, then you're likely going to experience a fear response. The danger is likely real. Something definite happening, and it's immediate. It's right now. So how might we respond? Well, there's three healthy options, and one might not always be so much so a healthy option. Remember what I said before, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Fight, well it's been said, anger is fear in disguise. It's a great quote. Anger is fear in disguise. Think about it. Who really wants to be angry? And this sums up the fight response. Perceived danger, your brain might choose to try and fight off the threat. Or there's flight. If our brain doesn't think that it can successfully fight off the danger, it may decide to try and escape, triggering a flight response. Well, there's freeze. Now, that's another fear response that can be healthy. A fear response to freeze is to try to be very still and quiet until the danger passes. Some people with extreme social anxiety, they might even experience what's called selective mutism, where they find themselves unable to even speak, like the character Rajesh from The Big Bang Theory. At times, each of these is a very healthy response to what is genuinely fearful. But then there's the fawn. Now, this is the one many folks don't even realize they're doing because they may not even admit that they're scared or feeling fearful. Fawning is a fear response where the brain decides to try and please whoever is triggering the fear response to prevent them from causing a harm stimulus. This response is common in survivors of trauma, though. It's a coping mechanism to try to avoid abuse by keeping the abuser as happy as possible. This can also manifest itself as compliance to avoid being hurt. But it can become, in abusive relationships, a dangerous, destructive pattern where fighting, fleeing, or temporarily freezing should be healthier choices. Because fear is one way that our brain keeps us safe. It would not be healthy to never experience a fear response, therefore. For example, early humans, if they didn't experience a fear response, imagine them trying to pet a saber-toothed tiger 
instead of hiding. Now, or running, that choice probably not going to end so well for them, you know? So, do you want to learn more about fear and the fact that it really should be your friend? Then let me recommend a great book by a guy named Gavin DeBecker. It's called The Gift of Fear. We recommend it to all of our class participants who take our fear, self-defense and survival class, where fear stands for F, fight, E, escape, A, avoid, and R, report. Notice, fight, escape, or flee, avoid, like when someone freezes to not be noticed, but it doesn't say fawn. It's not a behavioral pattern about patronizing the scary people in our world. We should report them. Becoming the person who feels the only way to survive what is so scary to us is to placate and patronize them, the baddies, long-term. It's not using fear as the God-given tool that it was intended to be in order to avoid doing the wrong things or being in the wrong places around the wrong people. Your bravery may not have been inborn, but the fear response that gives you the chance to be brave, to become brave in a healthy way, was intended from the very beginning. Don't live life in the shadows. Report it. Shed light on the scary stuff and use fear as the tool it was intended to be, not the weapon to be used against you that some or someone would keep you believing is so scary. Come on. Embrace and face fear and no weapon formed can prevail against you. Wow. Someone ought to write that last one down. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Today, entry page 290. And the expert said, The difference between school and life? In school, you're taught a lesson and then given a test. In life, you're given a test that teaches you a lesson. It was from an unknown contributor. And the guide's point of view on this? Life has its infamous school of hard knocks. I never asked to attend it, but I'm sure glad I never ditched on a single exam day. But what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean system, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just handed to you? Where are you adding to the world? It's not only about you. Now, be grateful for all that. Reflect on it. Respect it. But before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share with someone to show that you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Amperage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.